Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. Julie, it is February the 1st. I'm hearing story after story about all the people talking about all the snow happening up in the Northeast. I know. It's crazy. And, of course, our Canadian listeners as well. Uh, But still, it's crazy out there, man. I mean, I've been on coaching calls all day. We did the Facebook Live for the, um, you know, our premier coaching clients. And in spite of that, which, you know, in, in normal times, whenever that was, that's getting to be a long time since we had normal times. This the, is the, the, new, this the is the normal time. Yeah, but you know, yeah. we have lots of memories of the snowy market slows oh, things yeah. down. You got to wait for the spring. You got to wait for the snow to melt and the tulips to pop up. Then you can sell a house again. Not so anymore. So uh, one of the things that I wrote down today is to talk about some specific buyer, competitive buyer strategies that have bubbled up more than the normal stuff. That's a great idea. So let's just drill down um, a couple quick announcements. Number one, thanks for continuing. I watch these numbers. Uh, they really get updated, I think, to a point where you can kind of trust them every 30 days. And so our 30-day listener um you know, number of new listeners and number of repeat listeners and subscribers, it continues to climb, which is fantastic. And what's especially exciting is seeing all the listeners that we're picking up all over the world. We're now in 63 different countries. So thank you for all uh, to all of you. We don't market uh, this podcast. This podcast kind of has been passed around organically from all of you guys, um, sharing it with people that you know, love, and trust. And please continue to do that. It means the world to us. And I'll tell you the other thing that helps us as well is when you give us a five-star review on iTunes, the five-star review evidently triggers some algorithm inside iTunes, which then basically makes it so that they share the podcast with other people that they think might identify with it. And also, if you could subscribe to the uh, podcast on iTunes as well, that really does help us. And we're going to continue every single day doing whatever we possibly can to keep you guys ahead of the changing market. I have a very interesting um, Zoom session later today with one of the I'm not going to mention his name, but he is probably the most recognized expert on the distressed real estate space. He's somebody that during the real estate crash was at the very leading edge of everything that was in any news cycle with had had anything to do with foreclosures and REOs and distressed real estate all over the news, all over Bloomberg, CNBC. He was constantly being written about uh, for his expert his expertise. Well, he asked to have a meeting with me today, Julie and I, and we're going to have said meeting because he knows back in the real estate crash, we were at the forefront of providing short sale and REO uh, training. We were one of the first and then became one of the largest in the country, if not the world providing that training. And some of you guys have discovered us back, you know, 14 years ago. Well, I'm assuming that he's wanting to speak with me because he is seeing that the train is starting to load, the distress train is starting to load and possibly, um, you know, leaving the station. I don't, I want to see what he knows because he's obviously going to have a hell of a lot better information than we will because he works directly with, guess what, the government. So I'm going to ask all the 
tough questions I can possibly get to know about with regards to the forbearances, what they're going to do for people that can't bring their mortgages back up, people that can't make their payments, haven't gotten their jobs again. I'm going to find out about what the government's going to do to give those folks a graceful exit out of their house. So all those tough questions that we um, that you guys need to know so you can prepare for whatever the next big waves are in the real estate markets. And in some markets, guess what? There is going to be a lot of distressed real estate that comes for sale. The key is going to be not, you know, don't think about buyers here, guys. Think about listings. What can you do to be the listing agent of that distressed real estate? And again, that's what I'm hoping to learn on my Zoom with him today. And um, also, I think we're going to be co-developing an educational product with him as well. So more about uh, all of that when I have the information to share. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that because we get that question a lot. And I definitely sense, we get it from coaching clients, but I also see it on social media and different things. There is a nervousness that's bubbled up about like, how are we in the top of a bubble here? Because it sure feels like it with all the crazy things going on. You know, I'm going to tell you something, I'm, and I'm sure about this, and mm-hmm. don't ask me to quantify it because yep. I can't, okay? Mm-hmm. So when people, especially people that are in production that's selling a lot of real estate, when they start to get those um, unquantifiable, angstful feelings, yeah. these intuitive pangs that there's some, uh, you know, gyrations in the force, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're right. Yeah, it's a disturbance in the real estate force. It is. And if you start sensing that from your sellers and your buyers and you start sensing that from other real estate practitioners, you're right. You probably are picking up on something that's going to be, um, the you know, again, a, a change in the markets. And I remember one of the things that Julie and I, obviously, we sold tons of houses. We coached for longer than we sold real estate. And so we are we always pride ourselves in having our fingers in the pulse of what's going on in the real estate market. But frankly, guys, we have an unfair advantage because we coach and train some of the best agents in the country. No, I mean, now we're picking them up all over the world. And so what we hear from them is what we then basically can translate to uh, improving our coaching and our training for all of you. Because the reality of it is, is real estate practitioners, all of you, you're going to know what's happening in the real estate markets long before Mm -hmm. any sort of analytical data starts being spewed out from any of these big companies long before even the government knows you're going to know what buyers and sellers are thinking and when you you know when julie and i we were speaking to in some cases in some days hundreds if not thousands of you through our podcasts or our coaching our training just all these other different forms of communication we have with you guys when we start seeing a trend towards people asking about distressed real estate sensing that the buyers are getting a little jittery about feeling you just whatever it is we're going to tell you we're not just going to stick to our you know, our dogma and just basically say, this is what you should do no matter what. Because guess what? Guess what? When the market pivots, you definitely want to be an early mover towards Mm -hmm. uh, becoming a listing agent for the banks and the services or whomever else might be handling the inevitable waves of distressed real estate that will be hitting the market. And I would suspect that what we're going to see is the bank is going to have a very orderly, um, you know, again, a graceful exits for some of these folks. And uh, those listings will be assigned to real estate agents, and those listings will be the best listings to possibly ever have because it's the perfect seller, motivated seller, priced right, ready to sell. And you're going to definitely be having these listings selling into a seller's market. So when we have more of this information, we're definitely going to share it with you. Yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon, though, don't you think? Totally. That we have a hot seller's market with lots of price run-up. And so... Yet we're sensing this this little ripple, okay? Well, what you're just talking about is worth, yeah. you just said something very uh-huh. smart. 
uh, you are sensing and you know that the market normally, when you see a spike in prices or an increase in demand, it's because there's a lot of you know people that have gainfully employed and they're looking to move and relocate mm-hmm. and all these positive things that are happening in the economy. In addition to all the normal reasons why people buy and sell, big house, small house, you know, downsizing, upsizing, sure. whatever. But in a normal seller's mar- in a normal seller's market, it's due strictly from demand from uh, essentially normal market forces. Mm-hmm. Now you could argue, and we're not going to, but you could easily argue that the increase in demand right now isn't from normal market sources. It's coming from Fed-induced inflation, which is going to then cause prices to further increase, which is going to cause you know who knows what down the road. But here's what matters uh, now, and even the biggest bears that Julie and I listen to. I, I'm a big fan of Jim Records, you know, New Case for Gold, and a whole bunch of other books. If you guys really want to get a contrarian perspective on the economy, read and listen to what he has to say. Him and Peter Schiff, frankly. And so what I'm listening, uh, when I was reading his Jim's recent, most recent book, not a very big book. I listened to it in like two days. Um, it was, basically, it was the end, end chapters were talking about where to invest your money. And it was all the normal things. But he also said residential real estate. And then he mm-hmm. basically justified that by saying people are going to continue to flock to residential real estate for all the traditional reasons, but also because it's a hedge against inflation. Uh, because it's a real asset. And because mostly you can lock in a long-term 30-year fixed-rate mortgage for less than 3%, the inflation rate will easily pay for your cost of living. I don't know if you guys have actually thought about that. But by the way, if that's not the best buyer script ever, you know, someone could get into a house and if the house costs them, say, they buy an average American home of three hundred and fifty grand, and let's say the house costs them 12000 in payments, and let's say it costs them another, I don't know, 5000 10000 maintenance and upkeep, and you add it all up, even with property taxes, they're going to be living in that house for free in most markets because the inflation, or what agents will call uh, appreciation, will outpace the cost to live there. That's called living for free. <laughs> yeah, and it, it will be very interesting to watch and see. I'm really looking forward to that interview you've got uh, this after, or the, your Zoom this afternoon. Um, because even while all of that is happening and all of that is true, we still have this whole what's going on with forbearance. And there are people that lost their job and didn't get forbearances, right? But here's the key right now. At this point in time, the coaching on this is you better be real tuned in to your own database. Yes, yep. get involved with the banks when we start seeing that happening. But as a prequel to that, because we'll let you know when it's time to pull that trigger, you have to be really tuned into your own past clients and your center of influence. What's happening with them? Because right now, if they know they're never going to get caught up and they know that they don't have a job, they can sell and still cash out some equity and still pay off that forbearance and maybe even have money left over to rent or maybe pay cash for something. So Julie, if you wait until it actually cracks, that might not be the case li- anymore. Listen to what Julie just said. And uh, this is basically Jane Armstrong. We did a podcast about an email she sent to us uh, last week or week before. Mm-hmm. And the gist of it was exactly what Julie just said. You have a lot of these people in forbearances that aren't ever going to be able to make payments again, going to have to sell their houses. They are very wise to sell the house now uh, while there's still equity. Because if there's a whole bunch of people rushing to the, uh, the exits because they're in the same situation, in a town like Las Vegas, a lot of those jobs aren't coming back. And Julie and I have rental properties in Vegas. So trust me when I tell you, I'm not thrilled about that. You know, especially for all the hardship those people are going to be experiencing as well. Uh, but you should be calling all of your centers of influence and past clients, and you should let them, you know, it, find out what's going on in their lives. And if they're yeah. in forbearance because they're furloughed from some job, that job doesn't come back. They can't replace the income to bank that house payment. They better sell now because they can walk away 
And while the house is in forbearance, there are no missed payments. I mean, there are, but there are no missed payments legally. There is no uh, destruction to their credit. They could get the heck out of that house, walk away with some equity. But if they wait and, and for this sort of distressed train to start loading up and leaving, then they're going to be selling into a crappy market. They're going to be selling into a buyer's market. They're going to be selling and prices are falling. Their credit's going to be hurt. They're going to have situations where they're not going to have as much equity. So guys, be aggressive about this opportunity to be of service to other people and truly help people. And by the way, our attempt to be aggressive and truly help you is going to continue um, with offering you the free downloaded fill in the blank business plan. Um, it is now February 1st, and we're probably going to pivot to a couple new offers for you guys. But for now, if you've not yet done this, download the fill in the blank real estate treasure map. It is your business and life plan. Just text 2021 to 855 685 1045. Text 2021 to 855 685 1045. And when you do, we're going to text you back a fill in the blank business plan along with Think and Grow Rich with real, for Real Estate, along with your 12 month lead generation plan. And I think it's four other books in addition to that. No strings attached. This is our way of helping you guys start out your year with some momentum. Complete the treasure map. It's something that will give you that sense of direction that all of you need. Will frankly help you to avoid the shiny object syndrome and also feeling that, you know, sort of lost and uh, not knowing what direction to go, a feeling that a lot of people start to get this time of year, especially as they're inundated with all the solicitations for people trying to sell them sil- a shiny silver objects. This is your opportunity to set your own G- your own GPS versus just waiting around for whatever strong wind's going to blow you in whatever direction. So text 2021 to 855-685-1045. So Jules, you have some points you want to share with these guys. So back to your current reality where you are often having to outbid each other and it's knockdown, drag out. I see agents trying to get each other in trouble for not putting listings in the MLS fast enough and following all the rules. I mean, it's pretty competitive and it's competitive on the buyer side like never before for most of you. Okay, so I wrote down three things to make sure that we're helping you win. One thing that I've heard more of this week than ever before is a new strategy. In addition to obviously coming in with the right price, um, you know, maybe waiving inspections, maybe waiving the appraisal, all the crazy stuff you guys have been doing for a while. Now what we're seeing is in addition to that, buyers are offering to pay the seller's closing costs. That's how crazy it's gotten, right? So the buyer will now pay the seller's closing costs. In a different market, you're used to asking the seller to pay for the buyer's closing costs. You know what? That's hilarious. So you have a buyer, and when you say closing costs, do you mean they're selling commissions too? Well, no. So here, and I'm glad that you said that because a lot of them right now are going, ah, one more competitive strategy. We'll pay the seller's closing costs. Make sure that you are defining that because seller's closing costs are pretty broad and you don't want to necessarily offer to pay the commissions, right? You could, and in some markets, perhaps that's the way to go. But uh, the the things that I've mostly been hearing is buyer to pay seller's uh, title insurance fees hmm. up to $2,000. Just like, you know, sellers, buyers will often ask uh, seller to pay buyer's closing costs not to exceed $3,000. Be specific. Don't just say seller's closing costs. It's worth mentioning, Julie, that I, I was uh, participating and watching your premier coaching session today, which was fantastic, by the oh, way. Thank you. And uh, moving over to Facebook Live and having that direct live interaction is so much better than we, we used yeah. to do it, you know. But I'll tell you, the thing that's obvious to me mm-hmm. um, is that all of these guys' questions are the hardest questions 
that result in the most sort of frustration for these agents is always about buyers. Yes, always. Always. And you guys, you joined our coaching program or you're joining our coaching program, hopefully because you wanted to learn how to be a listing agent. Well, realize that your buyer frustrations are just going to intensify as the year continues. And I'll tell you something else. I noticed this trend. What's that? Um, This is a slight sidestep, but it's worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. Uh, COVID obviously brought on a, just advanced everything that I think would have eventually come into play over 10 or 15 years. But people being home-based, it obviously made – look at eXp Realty, for example. Oh, my gosh. And there's all these other companies that are essentially making the most of the fact that the advancement in people's desire to live remotely, work in the cloud and all the rest of it. There's so much amazing stuff that's happened in the momentum – towards uh, remote and the momentum momentum towards uh, those types of companies is just going to continue. But I'll tell you something else I'm seeing. There are billions of people that used the COVID lockdowns to study for their real estate licenses, and they're taking their tests now. And I'm seeing a huge influx of people listening to this podcast that are new agents. And and 99% of the time, they're coming from professional backgrounds. Uh And this is the difference, Julie. Mm -hmm. So when we got into real estate, you basically got into real estate because that was probably your best option. Right. And you didn't have a big, you know, resume of professional no. background. Mm-hmm. But these people I'm hearing from that are getting into oh, real yeah. estate now, a lot of them are professionals with real business background, oh, yeah. getting mm-hmm. into real estate because they lost their jobs or mm-hmm. because their income isn't what is going to, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Because of COVID. I can tell you, I mean, you, I, you sent, you've sensed this example, too? I know for a fact we have airline pilots. We have exactly. a lot of uh, pharmaceutical salespeople. We had lunch the other day. Mm-hmm. Somebody and his wife, uh, Jos- Josefina and her husband, I don't Herman. remember her husband, her- Herman, uh-huh. Hernan, or is it Herman or Hernan? Well, anyway, if you guys are listening, and I know you are, sorry, I didn't remember his name. <laughs> but what I do remember is he's a badass uh, 777 uh, pilot. Uh, pilot. Yeah. yeah. And this guy is basically, you know, he, he didn't have a military background. He went to school to learn how to become a pilot. He flies these massive commercial, you know, global, uh, you know, jets. It's incredible, right? Well, guess what? He got furloughed. He's not flying. He's not flying like he used to. He's just picking up flights here and there. And so he's gotten his real estate license. Now, a guy like that with a background like that, with an an intellect like that and an ability to drill down, he obviously is going to do quite well in real estate. There are waves of people getting into the business We have an actual rocket scientist who, when the jet propulsion lab downsized her, because I was like, yeah, sure, you're a rocket scientist, ha, 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 right? No, she's like, no, I actually am a rocket scientist from yep. the Jet Propulsion Lab. Do you think that person can learn a few scripts and be successful? But the other thing, too, Julie, in addition mm-hmm. to the other things, right, I'm saying that too <laughs> right. much today, okay. is that uh, the, a lot of the people getting into the business, not only do they have professional backgrounds, they're taking a professional approach. Mm-hmm. They actually have seemingly a, a higher sensitivity to BS shiny object ideas. Yes. So that's what the reason they're gravitating towards us because they know mm-hmm. that we're giving yeah. them practical, tactical way forward. They have formal business yeah. backgrounds and our formal yeah. business approach definitely resonates with them. Absolutely. But they're going to build momentum and they're going to mm-hmm. blow past all these agents that are essentially yeah. not really very professional. No, you have different conversations with people like that. Like they have absolutely no resistance to following a schedule. Yeah. They say, tell me what to do. I'll do it. I'm used to following a checklist. And I'm seeing too, a lot of people that we're attracting that are getting in the industry, they have no problem whatsoever about proving being proactive lead generators. No, not at all. And the it, why is all this happening? Because obviously the nature of being a real estate agent, and we mentioned we talked about this many times before, mm-hmm. but when you and I originally got into the business, you got into the real estate business because basically you're at options, right? <laughs> right, right? It was it was your fallback to your fallback to your fallback. Sure. Now people see being a real estate professional as something of prestige. And it's probably from all the HGTV shows and Bravo. And Bravo. And, yeah. 
I'm sure that's That's okay. Why. Thank you for making those shows. But that's global. And yeah. so you're seeing a complete change. Anyone who's pessimistic about the future of being a real estate practitioner uh-huh. anywhere on planet Earth, you have no reason to feel that way. Um, and if it, you're looking for a reason why to start drilling down on focusing on the seller side of the business, we've just given you a whole bunch of, I oh, think, yeah. motivation to take that direction. Because all yes. your greatest pains and frustrations are always going to come on the buyer side of the transaction, especially in a seller's market like this, because the listing agent's always going to have the advantage. Yes, that's right. But meanwhile, those of you who are having to compete to have your buyers win. Um, so point number one was pay the seller's closing costs, uh, but define it. So that should be up to X amount of dollars and perhaps just the title insurance, something like that. But at least it makes your offer stand out. Point number two, have the lender call the seller or the listing agent to vouch for the quality of the loan uh, that the, you know, that the buyer's gone through. We refer, and I wrote down number three, use the ultimate addendum for coaching clients, because that shows what actually it takes to be um, not just pre-qualified, but pre-approved. So we talk about this, um, and you guys are going to say, who are coaching members? If you're not coaching members, we're not going to give it to you. So don't te- text nope. me and ask me to send it to you, because I won't. But for those of you who are, it's called the ultimate addendum. It is written primarily for listing agents to use, but you can also use it to basically make an offer to the seller on you representing your buyer that shows your buyer is absolutely rock solid in their ability to purchase a property. Yes, and this is particularly critical when your buyer is FHA or VA. So this is a way using the the points from the ultimate addendum, like you know their credit has actually been checked and their employment has actually been checked. They have, you know, all of their ducks in alignment to have a much more robust lender letter that states facts, even if they are FHA or VA, they can win because the other lender letters are going to be kind of wishy-washy, boilerplate, nonspecific. Um, and we also talked about the possibility of taking your FHA or VA buyer that maybe is doing that program because of the low down payment and seeing if you can make them conventional 5% plus the ultimate addendum backing you up. I'll definitely throw on a fourth point. And this really does come down to the simple fact that most sellers are not primarily motivated by the highest uh, you know, yeah. proceeds check and don't think that they are. You've got time. You're yep. good. And so a lot of these sellers, what they're going to be most motivated by is the hassle of selling and avoiding and creating as less hassle as possible. So one of the ways to always have an advantage, won't cost your buyer anything, is to make it so that the seller can choose the closing and the possession date. Now, depending on the financing, that might have some strings attached, but you could always do a, a, a lease back from the seller uh, you know, lease back to the seller from the buyer, right? Or did I say that right? Or I yeah, said opposite. well, ma- mainly you're saying be flexible with the seller's closing and possession right. needs and offer that and try and make that work. And that'll give you an unfair advantage. Well, I mean, for all the agents that are new, mm-hmm. you could do, again, depending on the buyer's financing, you could lease the house back to the seller, letting them stay in the house so that the dates of their move out uh, time out or time up with whatever they're going to be moving into. Maybe they're going to new construction. Maybe they're whatever, whatever, right? And so they have they don't want to have to move twice. And if you can remove that move twice hassle from their lives, you will probably be able to get your buyer that house, even if it's not necessarily at the same price because you've eliminated the hassle. Yes, and in fact, let's let's flip this over to the listing agent side for a second. Um, one of our great um, Toronto area exp friends and coaching client john John walkinshaw oh john walkinshaw yeah he used this little piece the everything we just talked about knowing what's going on with the buyer chaos to prospect his sellers and he had several people that said i'm not ready to list until march or until may i want the snow to melt and he said look i gotta come to you with this information right now here's the deal 
If you list today, you're going to be the only thing available because it is the dead of winter in, in you know Canada. You're going to be the only one. If we're going to get a maximum price and maximum flexibility for you, now is probably a better time than waiting until spring. For sure. Okay. And the seller said, you know what? Let's try it. If we don't get our terms and I can't get a lease back, then we'll indeed wait until spring. But he is using all of these, all of this buyer drama as a reason to prospect his database and get people to list sooner because market conditions are in their favor. Yep. That's how you take your buyer anxiety and turn it around to be a listing agent. Yeah, totally. So, so listen, we have to round the bend because Julie and I have other things to do today. In the meantime, listen, um, do download your real estate treasure map. And also, if you want to speak directly to Julie and I about having Julie and I personally sponsor you at eXp, of course, we're interested in doing that. Of course, we'd love to be your sponsor. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. And let's talk about you joining Julie and I's eXp group. In the meantime, stay focused, stay drilled down. Know that this is just the start of what's probably going to be if you choose for it to be the best, I would say, you know, season of your life, this could last five years, 10 years, 20 years. What we are essentially going to be experiencing in real estate and the economy, there's obviously there's, there's going to be you know, flocks of black swans that fly over occasionally. Um, but at the end of the day, as long as you're in the mindset or always of the mindset of being of service to other people and willing to be fluid and learn what the market needs you to learn, frankly, and uh, provide the services that the sellers and the buyers demand for you to know and understand, you're always going to be relevant. And you're going to be even more relevant the faster you are moving towards what the market actually has to offer you. And I'm going to be sharing with you some of the things I learn on this. Uh, it's not a, a public Zoom. This is just a meeting, by the way. Julie uh, made it sound like I was interviewing him for the sake of the podcast. Not the case. This is just he and I speaking um, on a Zoom. But when, I'm, when I uh, get as much information out of him as I can, I'll share it with all of you. And then we can start making making a plan together so when the market does desert, turn decidedly towards distressed real estate, all of us will be ready. In the interim, if you guys need us for anything at any time, if you'd like to, uh, you know, obviously share, uh, give us some inspiration for some podcasts or ask us questions or whatever, just text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.